With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another episode of Sage Advice Radio. I am your host, Brandon Hauser, the Dream Teacher, coming to you live from Austin, Texas. A beautiful day down here in Austin. I actually feel really lucky. It's been beautiful the past few days. Big reason why I chose to live in southern United States because uh, my soul just knows that it needs that sunlight. <laughs> I don't know how many of you have... Uh, ever heard about human life design. Uh, It's a really cool system in which it kind of maps out certain uh, functions of the different different types of people within the human species. And uh, the type, the quote unquote type that I am is called a projector. And a projector is here as a, a guider, somebody who guides and directs the people that have more energy. The thing with projectors is they don't really have their own internal, plain and simple, they don't really have their own internal energy and therefore they are fueled when they are directing other energy in life. And kind of how perfect is it, you know, that I'm here as an advisor, uh, helping people direct not only their lives, but the things within within themselves, the emotions, the feelings, the waves, the energy. Um, And that's something I wanted to address today, you know, being a, a psychic advisor, a clinical hypnotherapist, I see emotional movement all the time. And this is one of the most, uh, I think, predominant things that I've seen uh, recently is that people feel all sorts of shifts within themselves. They feel, you know, like there's some kind of transition transition happening. They feel like um, they're in a different state than they were before. And maybe this happens often, you know, when we get to the end of the year where we start to really account for what we've gone through, what we've been through, and, and what our goals in the future are, you know, look like. Do they match what we had before? Do they need adjusting? Uh, it's always a good time to take this uh, re-evaluation of where our path is going, where we're going. But something I think that happens within us that we just don't really notice is that there is emotional movement happening uh, when we do get into this introspective state. I think when it comes to relationships, as well as the relationship that you hold with yourself, 
keeping emotional movement is extremely important. Uh, and this is something that I really want to stress. Something uh, my mentor taught me is that emotions should not be felt for more than 15 minutes. If you're sitting here and, and uh, you're feeling an emotion for longer than that, it indicates that you might be stuck um, in some way. I'm talking about positive and negative emotions. You know, we have a, a sort of homeostatic state of being content, um, you know, at center, at peace. Uh, and when you feel anything other than those things for long periods of time, it may indicate that you are stuck in some kind of uh, belief or something subconscious, maybe a fear, maybe a, a repressed emotion. Either way, um, emotions, think about it, energy motion, emotion, energy emotion. Uh, it's, a, it's like a wave. You can't really see it. You can see the water moving from a wave in the same way it affects us internally. An emotion is a wave, and it should kind of flow within us, through us, and then outside of our experience. So I think it's really important to remember, you know, if you are stuck in any kind of an emotion, it may be time or indicating that you have some internal work uh, that needs to be done. So I think that's just a little bit of tidbit for you all out there that are experiencing some kind of uh, maybe some challenging emotions during the, the end of the year and the holiday season. Um, I know that I can bring up a lot of different things for people, aside from the fact, you know, getting to spend time with friends and family is always a gift. But for those that may be alone or, um, you know, disconnected with family, it could be a little bit heavier and they may have to spend time with close friends that are just as close as family. Uh, so I think take into account all those that are around you, uh, check up on everybody, make sure they're doing okay. This is the time to be able to reconnect and do so. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guest today. Uh, we have psychic and tarot reader Zelda coming in live from the UK. So let's see if we can bring her on here. Hey there, Zelda, are you there? Hi, Brandon. It's wonderful Hi. to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Hi to everyone listening. You're very welcome. Thank you for being here. And I'm excited to uh, let my audience learn some about you uh, and be able to have a chance to connect with you. So uh, let's get into some questions here before we take any calls. For those of you that are waiting to receive a reading, uh, just go ahead and call in to the guest call-in number. That's 347-308-8788. We will take calls based on the length. Uh, that you've been waiting in the queue. So those that have been waiting here longer and have been patient, I appreciate your patience, and that will be honored by bringing you on air. So if you are waiting to get a reading, please be sure to call in, and we will answer the calls that come in first come, first serve. Uh, before we do get to the calls, I just want to let my audience learn uh, a little bit about you, what you do, you know, how you um, are in the spiritual field if you are working. So uh, I'll ask you a few questions here, the first being, Plain and simple, what is it that you do in the spiritual field? Okay, I mean, I'm a psychic reader. I am a tarot reader as well. Tarot was kind of how I got started in terms of working on this side of things. But I read with cards. I read without cards. I'm clairsentient. I'm claircognizant. I'm also an astrologer, and I offer astrology readings as well. Um, and... I attempt to offer an empowering and coaching 
service where possible. So I'm here to help people get a sense of firstly where they're at, because I feel like you have to know where you're at first before you can figure out where you're going. But then Mm -hmm. my work focuses on looking at what are the things that are in the way of someone from getting to the goals they want to get to. I might work with them to set those goals as well. But crucially, it's then about what are the real world limitations and restrictions and what are the places where we block ourselves? What are the places where we restrict ourselves? How are we going to work through those? How are we going to alleviate those? How are we going to clear space and clear a path for you to actually be where you want to be? You know, I love that you said that, and it's not something that I hear often that you connect with where, you know, the person is at right now and in the moment. I feel like uh, sometimes, you know, when I've had clients in the past, you know, they, they're very adamant about, I don't need to know what's going on now. Like, I don't need to know. I know where I'm at. I know where my life is. But I feel like what it can offer clients is a really solid validation of like, oh, this this psychic advisor who claims to be psychic or what have you is feeling and tapping into what I'm feeling right now. In my personal perspective, I feel like that's extremely validating um, and is an important step uh, when you are giving readings. So I'm happy to hear uh, that you provide that. And I feel like on the client side of things, uh, they should be more readily uh, accepting that kind of um, moment or communication or information to make sure that the, the advisor, whether they're psychic or spiritual astrologer or what have you, um, is showing that they are connected to you. I feel like that's a, a, a really great step. Yeah, I mean, so, sorry, I was, I was just going to say, I mean, if my, my analogy for this really is, is if you want to physically travel somewhere, you look at a map and fine, you look on the map at where you're going, but if you don't find what your starting point is on the map in the first place, then it doesn't matter that you found right. where you're going because you can't, you can't find the route. You can't find the way. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it really is as simple as simple as that. No matter what you're working with, you know, find that's a very two dimensional approach, literally with a printed map in front of you. But in any dimension, you're still going to have to have, this sense of, of going from somewhere where you're at at the moment towards and ultimately to something. Absolutely. That's a great analogy. I love that perspective because it, it makes perfect sense. How can you figure out where you're going if you don't even know where you are right now? Absolutely perfect way to, to visualize that. So uh, for those of you that are out there, you know, take that with a grain of salt when you are looking um, in your own ventures as well for, for psychics and readers and what have you. Um, I think the best sense of validation, knowing that the information you're getting is valid, is letting that person, you know, show you they are connected in that moment and can tap into you now. So perfect. Thank you, Zelda. Um, My next question is, how long have you been doing this kind of work? Okay. I actually, I reached the stage of being two years as a professional reader and a professional psychic four days ago so we're exactly two years in that sense and while I've been working on these skills these abilities for a bit longer than that that's how long I've been practicing in such a way that people actually hire this as a service from me absolutely so two years 
of being able to professionally read, when did you first know that you had these kind of abilities, these psychic abilities? It was a little earlier. I mean, it's in terms of my life as a whole, being consciously aware of this is still quite recent, surprisingly recent. I've been going through um, an awakening process for around about five and a half years now. It's since the summer of 2014. It was a spontaneous awakening, an activation of Kundalini, which wasn't something that I was prepared for. And as well as the initial experiences that I had then, I started to develop psychic senses or become more consciously aware of them because I actually feel like we all have these to an extent and it's about developing them. But I started to become more aware of them. And the first one that I actually experienced is what's called clara aliens, which is clear smelling. And I essentially started finding that when I was around people, my sense of smell would pick up information about them that wasn't to do with the physical smell that they had at that time but was giving me psychic information um from there it kind of developed in a slightly disjointed way until i started reading more seriously for myself and then for other people um which i would say is around about Around about three years ago, that started to become more solid. It started to be something that I put a lot of energy into. And then more recently, I've taken classes, courses, and worked hard to develop and trust my psychic abilities. And the key thing about trusting those abilities has been, has been the feedback that I've had from reading for other people, because that is, that's the evidence, if you like. When you, you talked about checking that connection right at the start and that's hugely important being able to have people feedback to you yes this is where i'm at but then also having people feedback to you with a with a kind of this is what happened that we talked about happening were i to take this approach or this is what you predicted coming in and it has done that's where you really start to kind of be like okay this is real this is something real. I'm developing something right. here. And with that, then, classes specifically have helped me to really focus on things like clairsentience, which is where I get energy through feeling in my body, which for me is the most direct form of access to psychic reading. It's allowed me mm -hmm. to develop claircognizance, which is clear knowing, which is literally it's like you're plucking stuff out of the air, but you're not. It's real. And also clairvoyance and remote viewing, which is being able to see both things currently about somebody, things in their past, but they're also to be able to see future or distant events. And that's all stuff that I've had to work on developing. It's stuff that I'm lucky enough to have found some very good teachers around. And within that, I've also had feedback from those teachers, guidance from those teachers and other professionals in this time have recognized my work and that's also been hugely valuable for me when other people working in this field recognize that you're doing something good you're doing something real you're offering something and you're doing so in a unique way all of that allows you to believe in yourself that bit more around this to go deeper into it to trust it more 
Because what gets in the way for a lot of us, I feel, is is a voice that sort of comes in and goes, no, you can't be doing that. That's not real. That's not possible. It's that kind of stuff. And it's the evidence that allows you to push past that, that allows you to silence that voice and accept that, yes, this is something and it is valuable and it can be used, it can be developed and should be. Yeah, I think that voice happens um, in a lot of people's minds. Um, it seems like it's always some kind of external voice that has become adopted as some sense of truth you know, to make these things questionable, uh, to wonder about their credibility, because, you know, it has to be a learned trait at least some point mm -hmm. of, of understanding, oh, well, this stuff isn't real. Well, why? Oh, because I heard from somebody else that tried it and they said it wasn't real and et cetera. So I think that voice definitely uh, happens to a lot of people that either are unaware or, you know, they just don't want to explore um, what sort of uh, psychic, uh, communication or psychic uh, stimulation has to offer them, you know, you get one bad apple and all of a sudden it's kind of ruined for the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But I think you've brought up something really important uh, that I would like to address with the audience is that, you know, you were able to train your psychic um, faculties to be able to use them. You said you had one that was strong and natural, right? Uh, Claire, how do you pronounce it? I usually say Claire Gustance as far as yeah, knowing. Cla how do you yeah, it's um, Claire Aurelian. Claire Gustance is Claire Taste. Claire Aurelian, oh, okay, which is also okay. known as Claire Salience, is, um, is it, it's the smell one. I mean, we, we have these, they all correspond to our primary senses, if you right. like. So this is, and this is why people like people sort of don't don't even think about things like taste and smell with regards to this. But your sense of smell is one of your most powerful senses, and it makes Absolutely. sense for there to be a version of that which is a psychic sense that's picking up something beyond the physical. And this one was the first one that you really discovered, right? The one that just came naturally to you. Yeah, yeah, that's why it freaked me out basically because I oh, was yeah. aware of that as something real in that sense and then I'm like yeah but I you know the way I described it at the time was I seem to have an ability to smell auras and the fact that I can now see auras is useful as well but I at that time <laughs> that's what I had was was I can smell auras basically yeah that would be an interesting sensation I think all of a sudden you know smelling the way that somebody feels my goodness that yeah would be quite surprising yeah but my point oh. is this is that you had a, a psychic strength, which we all have some mm -hmm. kind of psychic strength, whether it is clairvoyance or clairsentience, um, clairsalience, whichever. Um, but you can learn to use the other psychic senses um, on, on your own time, as long as you learn, study, practice. Um, and of course, you know, learn from credible sources, whether it's a mentor or books or what have you you absolutely can sharpen your own psychic skills. It's not something that is, uh, I was just on a, some, another radio show um, as a guest on somebody else's show talking about this, that, you know, being psychic is not this enigmatic, unattainable thing. We all are born with these senses within us. 
Some people have a stronger affinity towards things, just like another person may be a better drawer than another or, you know, better at math. There are natural skills that we do have, but they can all still be learned. So for those of you that are listening, you know, this stuff can absolutely uh, be acquired in your own knowledge as well. It just takes time and, and, and practice and patience. And some of you will have natural skills towards it and others will have to work a little bit harder. That's okay. Um, but just don't think that there's this uh, cult of people that are out there that claim to be psychics and nobody else can be. That is not the truth at all. And I think some of even the advisors need to be reminded of that. Uh, but moving on, uh, glad that you were able to identify skills and grow over time, you know, to be able to understand how your abilities work, Zelda, uh, mixed with a study of, you know, astrology and tarot, it sounds like you've got all sorts of things under your belt to be able, you know, to help connect with your clients and the people that are asking for information from you. So my next question is, since that discovery, how have your, uh, you answered this a little bit, but let me ask you directly, how have your abilities evolved over time? Not just allowing the strengths to increase, but what have you seen? own self okay um i guess it's the depth of knowledge that i can pick up it's the speed i'm i'm much faster now than i used to be um so it's being able to do things in the moment when necessary um and that can be useful depending on the environment that you're working in sometimes you have time to kind of meditate and really scry or do something else for a period of time before you come up with answers. Sometimes you've got to be fast, and my speed has increased, my depth has increased. I pick up more information. And I guess the main area of development was that when I first started, I relied very, very heavily on my tarot cards. And I still use my tarot cards, and I love my tarot cards, but by the same token, I can be more direct, I can connect more directly as well. And you obviously, I mean, you've touched on this as well in terms of being able to train these abilities. It is, it really is, it's, it's muscle memory. The more you do it and the more right. you balance it and do other things, the stronger you get. And that's certainly been my experience is you're, is you're building psychic muscles. So it's natural that the more of it you do and the more approaches you take and the more stuff you bring in and balance out, the stronger you get. And that's certainly been my experience as well. And then my abilities develop by, by encountering different clients with different situations, different challenges going on, because that forces you then to sharpen up. At the same time, when you're working with, with with your psychic senses, being able to decode them a bit more, understanding what it means when you're seeing or feeling or perceiving a certain thing. All of that you start to map out for yourself a lot more over time. And my experience has been that you just, you refine it and it gets stronger, it gets deeper. You open yourself up more. You find that you connect on additional levels, essentially. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, you bring up something important here. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought for just a moment, trying to type to our people in the chat room that have joined us. 
Um, you had mentioned, um, oh my gosh, so unprofessional. So sorry, everybody. My, my brain is trying to, I, I need somebody who can manage the chat and manage the switchboard. So I'm putting that out into the universe um, for the next shows. If there are people that are out there uh, that are interested in that, be sure to get in touch and contact me so I can be able to stay focused on the show here. Um, so uh, that's, that's great. I think um, what's really important to know is that through your study, you know, and, and through your personal advancement, you, you really allowed all this to open up within you. And I think what I find really interesting is the, and this is what I wanted to comment on, the symbiotic relationship between the clients that come to you and the ways in which you give readings. I feel like you can agree or disagree, um, but for me, I feel like the more knowledge, awareness, wisdom, time um, that I've been able to invest into the more spiritual or psychic aspect of, of perspective in life, the deeper the questions have become uh, when I'm getting, you know, random clients uh, from hotlines or what have you, it seems like, you know, you'll always get the love questions. Uh, but I know that as I continue to work and evolve myself, my clients' questions become more deeply evolved. Do you experience something similar for yourself? Um, I think so. And you've mentioned, yes, you still get the more... I don't want to say straightforward questions, but the more obvious questions, the ones which come through a lot. Somebody is in difficulty in their relationship, they contact you, you walk them through that. So sure, that that comes through all the time. But yeah, I do feel that over time, I find that I get more people who are interested in their personal development, in their spiritual development, wanting to go that bit deeper. And there can even be, you know, deep things like career planning, understanding deeper underlying influences. And you find people coming through who have taken the time to work more on themselves. Like one big development is that is that I read for a lot more professional psychics now than than I might have done a couple of years ago. So that comes through a lot as well. Is um is for those listening who are not aware, you know, we we contact each other for readings as well at times because we all have blind spots. So that comes through, certainly. Um, so absolutely that's the case. I don't feel like you ever really step away from the more bread and butter readings, but I do feel that your ability to open that person and shift their energy a bit more so as you can go a bit deeper I feel that's something that develops over time as well. So something somebody might come in with what feels very, very sort of straightforward, surface level, but it, but you start to understand how to go that bit deeper, how to guide that person a bit deeper, and by doing so, how to hand them a bit more power over their situation and a bit more space to grow and develop as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I, even if it does start off as something that seems surface level, you know, people ask questions from, you know, a space of wanting to know more information. And usually that's the tip of the iceberg. I think mm -hmm. that there's always room to, 
you know, exercise your skills, exercise what it is that you do. You can tap into the person and feel all the things that are going on within them, you know, then be able to address that when the client is ready. I think that's the other part too. You don't want to mm-hmm. guide a client to a space they're, you know, not willing to go yet. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, they could be upset or it could be a challenging emotion. But um, I think that there really is some kind of symbiotic relationship to the level of awareness that an advisor has and the people that are willing to come and get information from them. Just as you had said, you now have other advisors coming to you asking you for information. So it kind of has allowed you to have some sort of maybe personal validation or credibility like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm in with the, the, these group of people that label themselves as psychics. So uh, not too much to worry about. I think, I think, as you had mentioned earlier as well, that validation, you know, when you're initially starting out, it does seem to be pretty important because how do you know that what you're doing is offering, whether you know you're connecting psychically or not, it's the communication of that information to a client is the, the major need for feedback. Like, you know, did they resonate with what I said? Is what I said making any sense to them? And I think those are important steps in the initial process of beginning to read, absolutely. And I think over time, and again, just as you said, there's always something that is expanding. There's always something to learn, right? If you're not learning, you're probably uh, not living <laughs> in, in mm-hmm. simple terms. It feels like in this realm of work as well, it's the same kind of thing you are always expanding. There's always someone who has a greater or a smaller uh, conscious level awareness than you. uh, So therefore there really is always something to learn. And I think any sense of expansion will ultimately serve you in whatever capacity of life that you're focused on, whether it is psychic stuff or whether it is relationships or maybe it's your personal work and being an entrepreneur or feeding somebody else's company, what have you any sense of expansion always feels like a, a good thing because it allows you to see the life from eh, bigger lenses, really, is the best way to put it. So um, thank you, Zelda, for, for sharing um, about your abilities and, and how you've experienced them. What I would like to sort of switch gears and start talking about um, are the ways in which that you connect So if you could describe to the listeners the process in which you connect with clients. Is there a procedure or some kind of ritual that you take um, to let you know that you're connected with a client to be able to give them information? Okay. Okay. So the way that I work depends on the environment that I'm working in. So if I'm working with somebody who's booked me privately, I know they've booked me in advance, I have time to prepare and so on. It's slightly different from if I'm working at an event or if I'm picking up calls on a hotline because I work in all of these environments, essentially. If somebody has booked me, I know about it in advance, then I'm going to take the time before reading for them to ground, which I use an energetic process to ground my energy, to cleanse my own aura open myself up and also to to banish and protect my space and then I ask my guides and the deities who I work with um, for a connection with them and I ask to be connected 
directly to the client who's coming through. I meditate for at least a few minutes, sometimes a lot longer for the amount of time that I need to and open myself up fully. And I mentioned this on cleansing and grounding at the start. And part of that is getting myself out of the way of the reading. Because my own conscious mind, that would get potentially get in the way. Now, obviously, if I'm doing quick fire readings at an event, or even more so if I'm doing hotline work, it's much, much faster. So I have pre-done that work, if you like, already, and I'm ready to go. But it's a much, much faster process. And when I'm actually with someone, especially if I'm working with them privately, what I will normally do is have them take two or three cleansing breaths just to open their own field as well. And then I'll start essentially to read the energy field to feel in there, to see what I'm picking up, and I'll start talking to them about it. And I'll see and see what the feedback is from them, because what we're doing there is we're zeroing in on what's going on, we're zeroing on, on what's affecting them, we're zeroing in on what's important. And feedback there is obviously useful, because what I'm picking up is likely to be correct, but it may not always be the first thing that they're thinking about or that's the place that they want to go. It's going to have a role to play. It's going to have an impact on whatever they are working with, and that's why it's coming through. I absolutely trust that I'm being shown the nitty-gritty, the important stuff. But there's naturally a discussion with the client. And some clients are just like, I just want you to do a reading for me. I just want you to read me, to guide me, and I can do that. Other clients will have a specific area of focus that they want guidance or coaching regarding. And so, yes, I'll establish connection in the first place, but we will then feel through that onto the area that they're talking about, and we'll go from there. Yeah, I think that's a, a, a great approach here because – of course, you know, uh, if a client is seeking you out, there's something specific that they likely want to know. But it's also important to note that there's a bunch of other things that come up essentially mm -hmm. when you are, as an advisor, blending your energy so much to the point where you're feeling what another person is feeling. What you're, when you're feeling what your client mm -hmm. is feeling, there are other things that are going to come up that, you know, you may just not even realize somebody else could feel. Uh, so I think there's a healthy balance of having your goals and objectives clear, you know, for what you want to achieve during a reading session, but also being open to the other information that can just seemingly come out of random, come out of nowhere, mm -hmm. um, because it could be important to learn in that. And just as you said, you trust spirit. I do as well when I'm working, you know, I trust that whatever comes through, you know, is of the, the highest alignment in, in whatever balance needs to be set forth uh, because I do actively, you know, work in that realm um, of experience and perspective is of a, a, a perspective of source of spirit and calling upon that energy. Just as you said, you clear your energy, you meditate, um, you know, you get yourself into that space so you know that what's coming through is of that higher nature. And when those steps are taken, 
you know, there could be golden nuggets of information that you didn't even realize mm-hmm. was somewhere within an emotion you really didn't even want to address or talk about in that moment. So I think just always be open uh, to readers and the directions in which they go. And I say open strategically because you don't want to be coerced or manipulated. Unfortunately, there are some advisors that are out there that, you know, try to, I think, assert themselves and take control of, of the the readings in a way that just doesn't feel right. The irony is that you still have to use your feelers. Use your feelers, you know, see what feels right when you're connecting to other advisors um, and see if they have your best intention at heart. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, pick from one of these advisors who are just like Zelda is very clearly telling you exactly how they work and how they connect and can repeat this process over again. You know, these are the people that you should be trusting as, as your psychic advisors. Just my my two cents being in this realm work for for uh, well over 11, 12 years here. Uh, so Zelda, uh, we're getting close to taking some calls here. Just wanted to mm-hmm. let everybody know that we will be in a few moments. I just have uh, two more questions for you. Actually, yeah, two more questions. Um, the next is what would be, if there is anything, what would be your specialty? Is there anything that you feel more specific uh, that you like working with with clients or something even that you enjoy more? What would be your specialty? I guess there's there's a couple of things here because there's what do I most like doing and what do I most want to do? And then what do I happen to be most skilled at at this time? Mm. Because I've talked about having a coaching and empowering approach, and I do, and I like to work with clients in a way that is mapping out, that is working towards something that allows them to claim their own personal power and be able to set more of the agenda for their own life and be more in alignment with what they've come here to do ultimately. By the same token, the feedback that I consistently get is that I'm very, very good at predictions, very, very good at fortune telling. So I have that as an ability. Is it the thing that I most want to focus on? Not exactly because it's useful, but can be limiting if you go too much in that direction. Beyond Mm -hmm. that, um, beyond that, As a trans woman myself, I particularly like working with LGBT clients, but I would stress that I work with people of any gender, any sexuality, and any other background as well. That's just a particular area of interest for me, and because my service is oppression-informed, it's trauma-informed as well, because I've come from my own experiences around that too. I can offer a level of understanding around the way that those things can impact somebody as well. And I'm very happy to do so. I love that. And I have something that I'd like to share with you and agree or disagree. But when, when I was younger, I was about 15 and I really started contemplating uh, LGBTQ people and uh, what was going on. Seemingly what I was finding is that a lot of them, a lot of, you know, gay guys in particular, I found them to be a lot more sensitive. Um, There was something about them that just seemed very, very sensitive, and I wasn't sure, you know, what was going on. And 
for me, what I had come to understand, and I don't know if this was, I mean, this was years and years ago. Uh, I don't know if it was from spirit or if it was just a rational understanding, but I understood something to be important that perhaps people that were um, lesbian, gay, bi, trans, there's something special about them because I, I felt like they were more psychically aware. And what I came to understand was that for these people, they, they no longer had to follow the norms. You know, there, there's a very clear understanding of sexuality in the uh, continuity of life aspect and then sexual and sexuality for pleasure, you know, and for feeling. Mm -hmm. What I felt was interesting uh, about the LGBTQ community was that these people were going after not what was just natural, but what was within their own self, within their feelings. I think at that time, about 15 years ago, before any uh, being gay was legal anywhere, um, or at least, you know, marriage wasn't legal, it was as if, you know, the argument was, oh, you're going against nature, it's not right, you know, it's not what you should be doing. But yet, we were following, these people were following the most natural thing they could feel, which was their emotions, mm -hmm. their internal feelings. And so my perspective is that there is already a natural tendency to a higher frequency of psychic awareness because they're not just following the norms, they're following their internal feelings. And I think any time that you do that, you know, that does afford the ability of a psychic awareness. So um, I know there was a, a lot in there, but I think in plain and simple terms, I think LGBTQ people have an affinity to be more psychically aware mm -hmm. just because they're following their feelings. And that's mm -hmm. essentially what you're doing in the psychic work. Do you, do you agree, disagree, have anything to share about that? Um, I do. I I'm going to keep it brief because I could talk for an hour on this by itself. So I'm not going to. Um, a big part of this, it's it's awareness of awareness of self, of experiences of self in relation to other, of self in relation to where you're trying to go to, which is naturally made more complicated when you live under certain forms of oppression or certain things that set you out from societal or cultural norms. So going right back to what I talked about wanting to know where you are on a map to find out where you're going. A big part of that is understanding who you are in whatever sense, what individuates you. And that is something that if you identify yourself LGBTQ or I or A or any other area of gender or sexuality variance, you naturally have that understanding of self and it opens things up. My own experience is I came out as trans within, within around about three and a half months of this awakening beginning within me and came out as a lesbian two years after that. So Yes, there is that. There is a long history that I won't go into of gender variant people in all kinds of cultures acting as priests and priestesses, performing psychic mm. work. And this goes back thousands upon thousands of years. It's not a new thing whatsoever. So in that sense, there's, there is a long history of this stuff which I stand within. You know, that, you know people look up 
the, who the predecessors of Inanna were, who the predecessors of Astarte were in Sibylle, for example, if people look up the roles that the Bisu, who are gender, trans, gender transcendent people, take amongst these people in southern Sulawesi, if people do some research of the various roles that gender variant people have taken up within different indigenous American tribes, and obviously every tribe has, has its own approach, but you see this replicated in terms of this as well. There is something to this, and while I don't think you can ever fully explain every part of it, in a broad sense, that sense of awareness of self, this is who I am, this is what I'm setting out to do, this is crucial, this is crucial and very, very important indeed. I love hearing that because I don't think that this is something that the everyday person uh, knows about, especially if they don't have any uh, any experience, you know, in the trans or LGBT mm -hmm. community. I think that people think that this is something rather new, uh, and it's. I, I think it's really good to put this out there that this has been going on for thousands of years, <laughs> ever since people have been people, really, um, mm -hmm. and. I, I, it's important to, to note that, that um, again, there's some kind of trend, there's some kind of pattern. When things repeat themselves, when there's a pattern, there's usually something to pay attention to. There's usually something there uh, that you can learn from. Yeah. All right, so let's get into the last question here. Um, as far as working with clients, what is your ultimate goal in working with them? What do you want them to walk away from a session with? I want them to walk away feeling empowered, hopefully less stressed, less anxious, more confident, to have a clearer sense of where they're heading to, what they're working on, and I guess for their energy just to have shifted to a place that is more comfortable and freer. So any kind of energetic friction blockages these are the kind of things that we really want to kind of shift in whatever sense and beyond that i would like them to go away happy and feeling like feeling like they've got the service they came for and maybe something extra on top maybe not it's part of their own process part of their own healing part of their own finding their way through their own life but but it's being able to have been of service, of assistance in a way that is genuinely beneficial. And it's not, it's not more than that. Absolutely. And you bring up one last point here that I'd love to address is that, you know, uh, a reading is also as good as you allow it to be. Uh, mm -hmm. What you, as a client, what you come to the table with, essentially, um, is going to be part of your outcome. So, the more that you have a sense of trust or faith or the more that, you know, you, you're not blocking, it really allows us to do our jobs more effectively for you instead of, you know, having to get there in three to five sessions of dealing with your blocks and all the different masks. We understand, you know, if you have troubles um, and there are blocks that you feel you can't control, but if you're uh, outwardly and, and, consciously putting on a block from, from a psychic, well, you know, I think you're ultimately cheating yourself because, uh, you know, it's going to take us extra time to work around these blocks 
uh, or these masks that you're putting up to really get into the good stuff. So um, it really is a symbiotic relationship. I'm glad you bring that up because, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're doing this with you. We're not doing, we're not giving readings at you. Um, I don't, I wouldn't even say we're giving them for you. You know, it, it's, it's really a, a mutually mm-hmm. beneficial connection and one that, you know, requires a, a certain level of openness mm-hmm. uh, from each person. So I'm glad that you brought that up here. Perfect. Well, thank you for, for sharing yourself with us um, and, and being able to learn more about you. So for those that want to continue learning about you or for those that want to get in contact with you, how can they do that? Okay, there's a number of ways. Um, my website is the most obvious, and that's very simply violetstartarrow.com. And that can be connected to, from a, obviously, from a computer or a device or a phone. I have a Facebook page, Violet Star Tarot. I have an Instagram page, Violet Star Tarot. I have a YouTube channel, which is also Violet Star Tarot, which I'm quite active upon as well. You can also email me, info at violetstartarot.com. So I'm easily accessible, and obviously those various social media formats as well as my website give you a chance to just see a bit more about me, see a bit more of my work, the stuff that I put out there, and to see some feedback of my work as well, because that appears on those on those um, platforms as well. All right, so Violet Star Tarot across the board. Any uh, networks, websites, etc. That's how you can get a hold of Zelda here. Uh, and what kind of services do you offer? Do you offer psychic readings and perhaps astrology, or is it a session and you use all the tools that you had mentioned earlier in each session? Okay, I'm fairly structured in what I offer. So my primary offering is, is live psychic readings, which are done via live video, and those are 15 minutes, 30 minutes, or one hour. I also do written astrology readings, and I do chart readings and transit readings there. Those are also on offer there. And for those who either can't do live video or prefer to work in writing, I also offer written tarot and psychic readings as well. I also have, um, I have a subscription package where you can pay a flat fee for a year and get quite a heavy discount on a monthly reading with me. Wonderful. That sounds like a a really interesting deal, something to take advantage for, especially for those that are interested in some kind of continuous monitored mm-hmm. growth. As you had mentioned, yeah. you know, empowering people and coaching them uh, is part of your personal passion and what you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And it really is one of the, in my personal opinion, one of the best ways to get the most out of an advisor that you connect with. Um, I was just speaking with somebody about this recently where I had a, a client of mine uh, message me saying that, you know, they got this really big role in a, in a series that's out there, um, you know, under a big uh, network name. Uh, and just hearing that from them, them wanting to share that information with me, you know, about a reading we had done and for them to go take this gig uh, and, and then for them to get them land their role and to see their growth. It really is extremely rewarding, uh, not only 
to, to be able to see our clients grow, but for them to be able to check in with us and share and see that growing excitement um, and their successes. I think that regular check-in, as you were talking about, I think it's really something beneficial for personal growth. Mm -hmm. When you have somebody there on your side who knows what you've been through, but also remains completely unbiased to you, um, it, it really feels like something that you would want to have in your corner in any realm of, of searching for success or goals, whether it's relationships, whether it's work, it feels like somebody that you would definitely want to have in your corner. So mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty cool service and unique that you offer uh, that I haven't seen a lot of other advisors do. Mm -hmm. The other service that I'm going to be advertising this week, and I do these every year, is is a year ahead is a year ahead reading. So that is going to carry you through 2020, and that's going to look at the big underlying questions. So what you're carrying into that year, what your areas of focus are, what you need to leave behind in the old year, what your main challenges are, what's going to get in your way as well, and what you need to work through. It's also then goes month by month with a kind of clear perspective throughout the year. So that enables you to plan as well. It enables you to plan what you're going to be dealing with, what you're going to be working on. And I've had very good feedback from those in previous years in terms of the accuracy of the predictions as well. So if you do favor more of a predictive approach and something looking that bit longer term over the next year, I'll be advertising those as one-hour live readings in the next week as well. Awesome. And and for someone as yourself, you know, who does seem to find that predictions are, are a specialty, and also for the timing of the year, you know, we're at the end of the year, this seems mm -hmm. like a great time to be able to get predictive. What's to come in my year? You know, where 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 are things going to go? What is the energy that's likely mm -hmm. to happen? You know, how can I take advantage of this awareness? So I think that's really smart. I think that's something that, uh, people really should uh, uh, look into and explore. Uh, so thank you again, Zelda, for, for sharing all of this with no us. Problem. Uh, we're going to take your calls here in just a moment. What I'm going to do is call you on by area code. Uh, I'll call your area code out and uh, bring you on air, have you introduce yourself from. Uh, so hang tight. We'll be taking calls in the order that they have been received. Uh, if you are listening in online to a computer or somewhere else, and you do want to have a chance at getting a free reading, please call in. Um, there may be a few spots left. Uh, our, our switchboard is getting pretty full, but uh, you never know what could happen. Sometimes we drop calls or things are missing, or some people are just listening. So if you want a chance to get a free reading, call in 347-308-8788. And then to know that you want a reading, press the number one on your keypad, and that will put you in the queue. All right, so I just wanted to share with you all uh, one of the links that I have posted on this page, aside from how to contact Zelda at Violet Star Tarot, um, you can contact myself, the Dream Teacher, at thedreamteacher.com. Uh, something I want to share with you all, uh, I have put my heart and soul into this uh, track, and I call it Headphone Hypnotherapy, and it's very, um, very, very interesting. You know, I, I've, I've I've sold a few of them to a few people that I've been able to get some feedback from. And one of the things that I'm noticing is that this isn't really for the faint of heart. This is a track that really is for people that have a higher level of awareness, a higher level of consciousness. Um, so I think that's something really important to note. 
uh, if you have been exploring this track that I do have out there, I will be releasing some less intense ones um, in the near future, things that will help you be able to sleep, things that will um, remove, you know, anxiety, allow you to, to uh, sit in a space of, of peace uh, and uh, just other little tiny things, uh, things that are not as complex. But this one is really interesting and intricate, uh, really for people that have a lot of anxious feelings that are really stuck, that are really, um, you know, needing some sense of something to transform in their lives, people that need a higher elevation of consciousness uh, than where they are, they need to connect with source spirit or higher self. Um, this is a really great track to, to listen to. So you can click the link headphone hypnotherapy on the page or just go to thedreamteacher.com and click downloads. Uh, you'll be able to find that there. But I just wanted to let you all know if you have been exploring, yes, um, it is very deep. And I've considered this and contemplated this a lot. I, I cannot help but to be an extremely deep person. It's just who I am. Um, it's... <laughs> I, I try to tame myself sometimes, but then I realize, no, you know what? There are people that seek me out specifically uh, for the quality of character that I'm able to provide for them and the depth of understanding. So uh, it's out there uh, for those of you that are interested in exploring and maybe need that sense of transformation, especially at the end of the year um, when you know, you're coming to account for new goals or new perspectives that you're trying to get into. So uh, take a look at that. There is a sample that I do have up on YouTube as well. The page should be linked uh, on the website so you can explore that at your leisure. All right. So we're going to take your calls here. Uh, again, I'll call out your area code in the order that you have called in. Introduce yourself and then ask one question um, that is kind of pressing that you need to know more information about. We are going to avoid... So we're, we won't be accepting questions on uh, legal issues or judgments. So if you're waiting for some kind of judgment or conviction or something of that nature, you won't be connecting with that kind of energy. Uh, when you wrap uh, a whole court system where it has its own symbols and seals, um, you know, th those are energetically protected um, but they're also definite and finite and have other implications than just uh, a simple idea. Uh, so we won't be doing that as there are certain limitations on the legal system that um, we just won't explore uh, and uh, to keep everybody you know, safe and well. The other side uh, we won't be doing is medical. You know, Please don't ask us about uh, life-threatening things or medical issues. Again, those are very dependent upon the practitioners, the, the licensed practitioners of the healing arts, your doctors, your nurses, your what have you. Um, leave it to them for, for their expertise and advice. Uh, I think what should be noted, though, is that it's not completely out of possibility for a psychic to connect with these things, but the way that I have been working and finding success is working specifically with these litigators or with these doctors when I work with them and communicate with them, which some of them are becoming more open to, you know, this whole psychic realm isn't something that's just um, associated with all the stigma that it has been before. There's something about it that is growing into the minds of people, uh, their understanding its validity, but uh, working with them has actually proven to be fruitful. So uh, I think that's something that you can look forward to in the future that may likely uh, happen uh, with psychics and psychic readings is working with these other professionals to get you the best information possible. But for now, we'll stick away from those questions. Um, 
anything else uh, feels pretty fair game within you know respect and understanding that your question is live and on air all right so we're about to take our calls but first if you're able to do so if you're sitting resting not driving or anywhere go ahead and close your eyes for a moment and let's take in a nice deep breath together to really ground our energy take that deep breath in through the nose hold it briefly just allow yourself centered in your body and exhale present in the here and now, just staying focused right here in the moment. All right, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for that energy shift. We're going to go into our first call. Thank you again for for holding. Zelda, are you ready to take our calls here? Absolutely. All right. So our first call is going to be area code 216. 216, you are live and on the air. Please tell us your name, where you're calling from. Hello. 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 My name's Zelda. How can I help you today? I'm doing wonderful. Happy holidays. Um, I this is I have a life question. Okay. Um, this coming up Tuesday, I have an interview, and and I want you to look at it and see if I have a good chance of getting it. If not, when do you see me getting an offer? How's that? Okay. Can I ask your name, please? Sharon. Sharon. Okay, Sharon. I'm just feeling into your energy at this time getting a sense of what you're dealing with regarding this interview okay 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 this is uh, this is tricky this one um the sense that i'm getting here is that this is a very it's a hotly contested position and while this is absolutely I feel the right field for you to be working at for aiming for it's the right level to be going for as well what I'm feeling quite strongly is give this your best shot absolutely but it feels to me like this is going to be tricky simply because it's hotly contested. And what I feel is that you're going to really impress them. They're going to be really impressed by you. It's simply that there is there's quite a lot of competition for this role at this time. And the sense that I get is what they're telling me more than anything is not to be put off. Not to be put off in the interview, because I feel like you might question what they think about you, and I feel they actually like you quite a lot. And it's not to be put off after the interview, either because it feels very much like... It feels like there's there's going to be something very quickly after and it may well be with the same employer as well so yeah the picture that I, you're right the, yeah the picture okay. that i'm getting is is even if you don't get this exact position what you do in the interview still absolutely matters don't allow yourself to be flat or put off because it feels like you're putting down a mark for potentially another position with the same employer even if you don't get this one, but there's space to there's space to move and to expand here as well. I think you're just coming through there saying it's quite a big employer as well. So it feels like there's going to be 
there's going to be a better outcome than what you feel initially from it. So don't allow yourself to be flapped or put off by the veneer of how they talk to you or what is said to you straight afterwards. It feels like this, feels like you dip, and then you suddenly you go back up, and it's far, far better than you expected despite that. So I have to jump in here and agree with this. Um, when I'm first connecting with the the energy, uh, interview and your energy blended with it, Sharon. By the way, good to to hear from you again. Um, I, I feel that sense of detachment, uh, and it feels like there's something that seems off, and it, it really does seem to be like, in your perspective, you may see them as as maybe they're not looking at you the way that you think they are, the way that they want you to but you actually are making a really good impression. Uh, so I definitely keep being urged for you to stay present. Uh, I couldn't agree with uh, Zelda more and how you need to be during this, this, this interview. You know, be very present. Don't think that you're not making an impression because you 100% are. Um, is this the key, Sharon? Is this the one that has yes, like the whole key is. thing? It is? Okay. Because I kept seeing that around I'm you. on my uh-huh. fifth week. This week, I'm on my fifth week, and when it first happened, I, re- I was going to tell you that afterwards, it is the key job. <laughs> that you, you have a good memory. That's why I called in. I keep, well, yeah. it's funny because I, I, remember, I remember your voice. I remember your energy, but I just keep, you remember how I kept seeing the key next to like a, a building or tower? Yeah. Well, now I keep seeing the key next to you, your energy specifically. Yeah. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, this seems familiar. Hang on a second. <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. So I feel like yeah, it's that yet again, a, a good sense of validation. Like, okay, there's something here. You know, if these people are able to pick up on something like that, you know, maybe maybe something is to it. So I feel even just in that alone um, is a, a really good sense of validation. But I think just as Zelda said, even if you don't feel as confident just about as this interview, there's likely it. to be just as, as Zelda was mentioning, okay. even okay. if you don't feel as confident about uh, where that one interview is going, because this job, I agree, does feel uh, rather contested. It seems like there's something that you're supposed to be doing in this company specifically. So I would really keep that up. Don't feel at all a sense of discouraged. Keep your personal integrity. You know what you offer. You know your skills. You know what you can do. Um, be confident in that. I think that it's gonna. That's what's gonna be able to lead you into getting something there. But again, the fact <laughs> that I was able to pick up on a key a long time ago, right uh, you know, weeks ago, it just feels right for you to be in this company again. Just as Zelda was picking up as well, and something that I had picked up before, well, it just feels right. As far as you and Zelda, real quick, and Zelda, when do you feel by your abilities I will be get an offer? And, like, what time frame? I know timing's hard. Mm-hmm. T- timing is hard. And when I give timings, I state there's no guarantees because when you focus on the timing, it can lock up the energy itself because you kind of, it's almost like you bombard that with energy and expectation. You don't allow it to flow. The picture that I'm getting is, I want to say, I want to say, two to three months, but possibly slightly sooner. So we're talking about, okay. we're, in the, we're in the 2020. It may be as early as January 2020. It may be as late as kind of 
late February 2020, essentially. It's not far away, but it's that kind okay. of ballpark is, is the main picture. So I'd have to, I'd have to agree here. Um, when I connect with December, uh, I'm being shown a lot of difficult uh, non-solid energies, things that just seem unsure. So you're likely to be in this realm after the interview of like, oh, how did it go? What's going on? I'm waiting uh -huh. to hear from them. When I keep connecting with January, I keep being shown a lot of unknown as well, where things aren't fully defined. But by February, I keep seeing roots planted strongly, a sense of growth being able to happen, um, and some sense of expounding and expanding upon these roots and building blocks. So it's like it, it grows from that space. So I feel like uh, you may be able to hear something in January as well, but it seems like February is when you're going to have that sense of security with the company. So uh, perhaps you get the news in January and maybe you start um, at end of January, early February. It could be that kind of timing. So I wouldn't expect anything you in December. Is it when I first did I? Two weeks ago. That. <laughs> See, I try you not sure to did. remember. Because that way it allows that sense of checking in, you know what I mean? When you check in and see if anything yeah. has changed. So that sense of continuity really does feel affirming um, uh, for this venture. So I think that feels pretty solid here. Um, go in and, and, you know, bring your best foot forward. You know how to interview. You know what you're doing. Uh, and you know what you can offer them. And then let them, you know, be the one to seek, uh, seek a space for you. Because it seems like you really are supposed to be there. Thank you. Thank you, both of you. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck, Sharon. Keep us posted. I'm definitely excited and invested into this venture for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. Take care. All right. You know, Zelda, I have to, to mention real quick, she had called in, uh, I think it was about a month ago uh, when she called in. I kept seeing this, um, when I connected with her, I just kept seeing this image of a, a key next to a building and she mm -hmm. she had responded she's like oh my goodness she's like that's exactly this place you know that that i i had talked about or had applied with before uh, but i turned it down so it's really weird that you saw that so it was really uh, validating for her to be able to sense that because um it was something she was personally curious about and since mm -hmm. she is uh, actively looking for work it was very affirming so that's what we were talking about before with the whole okay. key situation um, and, and what have you. So she was a, a caller before. And it was really interesting that you and I are picking up on like literally the exact same information. Uh, it feels very validating that mm -hmm. you know, this is likely the course of events here uh, that she can count on. So I think, you know, when you do call into shows like this, those that are listening in, you know, you get two perspectives here uh, that, uh, well, hopefully match up, right? <laughs> hopefully they do. Uh, sometimes you, you never know, I guess. We all pick up on information differently, but when it does cross like that, uh, it, it really seems like it's something you can kind of take to the bank. So uh, let's jump into our next call if you're ready here. Um, we're going to go to area code... 780, I saw you here waiting earlier, so I'll bring you on. 780, you are live and on the air. Please tell us your name and where you're calling from today. Hi, thanks for taking my call. It's Michelle calling from Alberta, Canada. Hi, Michelle, you're welcome. Hi, Michelle. Hi. How can we help you today? Um, so, 
So funny enough, my question is similar to the last person. So I, I actually have been doing a job for the last year, and they have posted it permanently now because um, I'm a contractor. So the job closes on Tuesday. Um, I have a good feeling about it, obviously, because it's my job, but there's also competition and there's no guarantee. So I'm just kind of curious what you both pick up, please, and thank you. Okay. Thank you. So it's a, just to clarify, the job, job closes on Tuesday and then presumably they'll be going through a process yeah. after that. So I'm going to get a feel for what you're working with here. I am immediately, I'm picking up, I'm picking up two people involved in the decision here. And I feel yep. one, of the, one of them you've been, you've been quite close to, in a sense, throughout as somebody who has let you know that they are impressed by your work, has encouraged you to go for this, has encouraged <laughs> you to feel like you have a long-term position here. And then there's someone else who I don't feel has been critical, but I feel is is kind of has this weird sort of analytical approach where you're never quite sure what they think of you. And this, I'm just getting this energy of this being someone who it's really hard to know where you stand with because they can even say the right thing and they can still feel that bit. Huh, that bit, that bit distant, and that I feel is what is going to cause you to to doubt this. But I don't feel that yeah. there's a need to doubt it in a sense. These are these are the two energies. So this is who I feel is ultimately calling this one. I feel like you are absolutely, and you said you've been there temp on a temp contract, but I feel you've absolutely established yourself. You're absolutely valued. You've acquitted yourself beautifully. And I feel like this is recognized, it's seen, it's potentially written up, possibly in appraisals that you have seen, possibly in places that you haven't, but there seems to be a record here of your achievements, of you doing well. I also feel that, that I'm getting the message to not overthink this, which I know is very rudimentary and standard <laughs> advice to say the least, but it don't get up in your head over this. And also don't feel like, oh, if only I'd done this or if only I'd done more of this, I'd be in better shape. Don't worry in that direction because it feels like you've absolutely put yourself out there in practice and you're already there and when you're already there it gives you a bit of a head start in that sense i have a picture where i feel like part of this as well is i don't necessarily feel like you are 100 percent convinced for yourself that you totally want to be there for the super, super, super long term either. So the sense that I get is you're still figuring that out for yourself and you like what's happened so far, but you're still not even necessarily thinking super long term. While there is competition for this job, I do feel 
more than anything that you are absolutely you're kind of you're in the front you're the first in line and if there is an interview process or an appraisal process or anything else it's about walking in confidently you have mm-hmm. you have an ability in areas like multitasking like task mm-hmm. management like managing workloads potentially in time in terms of managing other people as well so i feel like there's actually space not only for this to become permanent but space for progression as well but go in go in feeling confident trust the space that you're already in and that this is something that can expand from here this is the main message that i'm getting i wow. 100% agree with this I, I i feel that zelda's message is in par exactly where you need to focus right now, Michelle. What I pick up when I first okay. connect with the energy is that there is a sense of, uh, it seems like the the people that are behind, you know, making the, the decision, there doesn't seem to be any sense of leeway. Um, I am shown the ending, you know, of, of uh, whatever contract that you personally had and how things do seem to be up in the air. But what I'm being shown is that you have really made your space there. Um, and it almost feels like you are at home in this role, whether you mm-hmm. um, have fully embraced it or not, it just seems to really fit naturally um, and easily. Yeah. That's what, that's the energy that definitely needs to carry forward and to be presented. Don't show that sense of doubt. I, I really wouldn't allow that uh, any space if you have to interview or, you know, whatever is coming up for their decision process, um, just really keep that internal conviction of, yeah, you know, I, I, it's just easy. It's natural. I belong here. I I do the job, right. I have all these skills, just like, you know, the last car before, you know, your skills, you know, what you, your value is and you know what you can offer. Stay pretty solid and firm in that because that's what I also feel is what they're looking for. They don't want to put somebody in this position that, they're going to question, and if you in turn question yeah. it, they will as well. You know that energy kind of piggybacks. Uh, so, if you, you know, show clearly and confidently, like, hey, this is exactly. I know I'm good at this. I can do this. Uh, if you have your own personal doubts, like Zelda was saying, they don't need to be yeah. um, present, and that's for your future. You know, that's that's, that's something that's uh, a little bit of ways away. I think this is a job that you can probably count on. Uh, for a good, you know, year or two years that you can keep making your decisions. Do I want to keep investing in here or is it time to grow? Uh, but I think that where you're at now, this this company specifically, um, I think you'll be able to find other connections and other ways to grow if you so wanted to. Uh, that, that'll be up to you and, and the moments that you get offered these opportunities. But I think right now, uh, just remaining confident is going to be essentially important because, like you said, you've been you've had the job, you've been doing it for so long uh, that if you keep up that energy, I, I think you're you're going to be extended something uh, a little bit more permanent if you do want it. Um, I'm not really being shown any other energy that you should be investing into, be it another place or another avenue. So this does feel pretty solid. Uh, that you can invest into this and then yield some kind of return. So I think you're in the good in, in a good space. I think you're in the right space, Michelle. I think uh, um, you know don't let any doubt come in. There, there's really no need for it. Um, okay. You know 
don't get stuck in that overthinking like Zelda said. It really is. Yeah. Uh, it can be a simple matter, and that's what they're looking for. They're looking for the easy answer, uh, but they're also looking for somebody, you know, who kind of exudes that sense of confidence. And really it feels like a uh, – it feels a little bit more biased because it feels like they're looking at things personally on a personal basis yeah. over, um, you know, just any qualifications. Uh, but it seems like they're just looking for what's going to be easiest and the simplest fit uh, for this position. So if you can kind of exercise that energy with what's to come next, I, I think you're going to be golden. Okay. Wow. You're both very accurate. That was just so bang on. My, my boss actually told me he has a preferred candidate and hinted it was me, but in the same sense, everybody's like, just don't be too confident. It may not be your job. And all that kind of stuff, because I also am training somebody to learn my job. So I think that's just where that comes in. But yeah. in the same sense, they're impressed with me. And it would be way too complicated if I didn't get the job. So mm-hmm. you guys I think just owning that, <laughs> you're, so I think you're, yeah. you're golden. It is always scary, right, when you're training somebody to do your job. You're like, oh, gosh, am I training them better <laughs> than me? <laughs> you know, what, yeah, what's going to well, happen? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, and he kept stressing that if I get hit by a bus, but he's also setting, because they get a lot of holidays as a permanent employee. So if I don't have somebody to back me up, I can never take vacation. So Mm -hmm. I think they did it on purpose. So, yeah. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) You both rock. Awesome. Thanks for calling in, Michelle. Many blessings. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Alrighty, you know I love that there is that crossover of information, um, mm-hmm. and you know they get the double whammy of different perspectives and different readings because it offers, you know, just like we can see here, and like I was mentioning, each advisor connects differently. The way in which you connect uh, is not always the same as in the way in which I connect, and of course, communicating that information can be different as well. But what's at the core is that you know, we are tapping into the same energy. And when that energy is clear as a bell, you know, and we can communicate that efficiently, it really is something that you can uh, rely on. And I, I really feel like it's solid for, for these callers. So uh, very cool. I, I always, sorry, I, I nerd out a little bit uh, on these kind of things because <laughs> I really love, um, I love validations. You know, I love connections. It amazes me, even after doing it for 11, 12 years, um, it always amazes me to be able to see these connections in real life uh, flourish like this. So I do, I do nerd out a little bit. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. So I think we have time for maybe one or two more calls. Um, we'll see what we can get to. Uh, we'll see how we are. We might be able to do two or three, but um, let's take our next one, get right to it. That's going to be area code six, three, one. 631, you're alive and on the air. Please tell us your name. Oh, and great. Where I'm glad that you got in touch with me. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. We're Hi. here. I'm calling from Long Island, and I have a question. Um, I'm working now, but I'm not making enough money, and it's kind of far from where I live. I was going to go on another job interview for a teacher assistant, but I'm not going to go for it. It's just too far. Do you see me get something closer to home? Should I do food service or teacher aid? What do you see closer to home? Okay, can I ask your name, please? I'm sorry, what? Can I, can I ask your name, please? Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Okay, I'm just feeling into this situation now and immediately 
the main thing here is to get you focused, I feel, on one thing, because what they're telling me is, understandably, because you're under a lot of stress over this, because you're struggling to make ends meet, your energy is a little bit scattered at the moment, and when that happens, it can be difficult to pin any one thing down. So I'm going to get a feeling of where we are going with this and what you can be doing and in terms of close to home yes that feels like it's going to be I feel the most sensible option rather than kind of straining yourself further to look further afield because when you're already under strain sticking to an extent with what's familiar and what's familiar to you is your area here is going to be quite quite crucial and I feel what's happening is is you have a sense of what you would like to be doing and to you that feels a bit far-fetched and because it feels a bit far-fetched you've been going for what feels more practical what feels more practical but isn't necessarily isn't necessarily fulfilling to you and what's been happening in terms of your process is it's like the road for doing the things that don't quite fulfill you that are not quite right for you those seem to be kind of almost just running a little bit thin running a little bit out almost essentially because there's this need to reconnect with what your feelings are telling you you actually want to be doing and I don't feel it's about pushing yourself harder or anything like it I feel it's it's about being able to focus on okay actually this is what I was looking to do in the first place this is what I'm going to aim towards me and I do understand but I can't just a lot of times I apply to things I'm not qualified yeah. I just can't keep hoping that I'm getting interviews and then taking off work yeah. and then going for things or extra training. So yeah. that's why I keep, st you know, staying with either teacher aid or bus monitor. But yeah. there was a food service that I think I would be interested in yeah. close to home, but I don't know if it's going to pay enough or if I should just get my foot in the door and maybe they'll hire me as an aid or assistant close to home down the road. Yeah. Yeah, let, let me feel into that opportunity specifically because I'm feeling closer by and I'm feeling something that is a bit closer to where you want to be. And this feels... You know, the food service, it's not like it started as a sub, but yeah. it's like literally five minutes away down the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this feels, this feels really good. I'm getting a really strong feeling for this. And it's like, the feeling is like a weight being lifted and the feeling is one of there being people there who are supportive to you, who will invest in you, will help you to grow in this environment. And the location being nearby is going to allow you to trust where you're at that bit more. Yeah, the only thing is you don't get a lot of raises just handing out food yeah. at schools. So I'm scared that if I take this job, I'll be making the same pay for yeah. the next 10 years that's what i'm nervous yeah. about yeah i feel i feel space for that to increase here i'm getting i'm getting us i'm i'm not saying that you're immediately going to be financially set for life but i feel like there's going to be opportunities here to advance in terms of pay 
to advance in terms of what you're doing. And really? Because it, it's just food service. So I don't know yeah. how I would advance. I would yeah. either have to do food service or I, become an aid or an assistant there. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's opportunities. Okay. Actually, with this in this in this place with this employer, so there's a foot in the door. But I feel like someone is then. It's almost like it's almost like they put their their arm around your shoulder and guide you towards the next thing that makes this more solid. But I'm getting really strong indicators that this is going to build towards financial stability in time and a big. As this comes up, it's something to grab quite quickly at this time because you're going to feel yeah, more assured. Yeah, they're calling me Monday and Tuesday okay. to interview. I'm okay. just nervous about quitting a full-time job to sub yeah. as as food service worker. You see what I mean? I mean, they might need me every day, but I'm a little bit nervous for that. Of course. Of course. I mean, with that, obviously get as many details as you can. That's a practical question. But I feel like I feel like this is going to benefit you in the longer term. So I feel like true financial security stability will be a little while away in terms of manifesting, but it feels like absolutely the right opportunity and space to develop. All right. Okay. Let's, uh, wait just a moment here. I'm, I'm going to connect here uh, yeah. with, with what I'm picking up as well, Susan. But we're about to run out of time on live air. We'll be finishing up your call here, Susan. Uh, off air, uh, and we'll probably take one more call. If you want to listen into the rest of the show, you can call in 347-308-8788. But for those of you that are trying to get in touch with Zelda, Zelda, why don't you remind people how they can contact you again? Sure, sure. The main way is via my website, which is violetstartarrow.com. You can also email me, info at violetstartarrow.com. Or you can find me on any of Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. And all of those, you'll find me under Violet Star Tower. Perfect. Thank you all for tuning in. If you do want to hear your reading again, or if you want to listen over to the show, you can download the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Um, listen to the show, or you can download it directly from the page. Maybe there's some information that you had missed. Uh, maybe you just want to have extra clarity in what was communicated to you. You can listen to your reading over again uh, simply by downloading it or listening to it uh, online. Uh, you can search the Dream Teacher or Sage Advice Radio, and those will come up as well under Google or uh, Apple Podcasts. All right. So, uh, Susan or Suzanne? I'm so sorry. Suzanne. 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 Okay, thank you. Um, so when I'm connected here with the situation, I, I definitely see the two paths. Um, and I see that you can either stay on things that are closer to home or stretch yourself a little bit and, and you know, try and find something uh, different. So when I connect with the whole food service thing, I definitely do see the benefit of it being close to home. Um, it does feel like they're, uh, like Zelda was saying, I do see a potential for some sense of newer opportunities in connecting with this company. And it doesn't feel completely clear. Um, it, it feels very leery at, in the way that it, wish it, it comes about. It seems seemingly random or dissociated in some way. So it could be you running into somebody and it happens to be a networking moment uh, where you connect with somebody, they offer something that's seemingly um, 
different than the food service, but still connected with the company in some way. So there could be an opportunity there. That's one decision. The other decision is that if you wanted to be an aide, it does feel like distance is going to be a factor. Uh, but I'm yeah, I'm not even going shown. to the interview. I was going to go, but I'm not going. It was Tuesday, so I, I'm just not going. And where I'm at now, it's kind of far. I mean, 25 minutes, but in the winter, it's like long roads and stuff. So that's why I want right. to work close at home. I'm not even going to interview for the one on Tuesday. No? Okay. Nope. Uh, that's solid uh, decision if it does come against your other work. That absolutely makes sense. Uh, just so you know, just for the sake of awareness and what I've connected with, I am being shown that if you were to focus on um, being a teacher's aide, uh, I am being shown that you would develop some pretty great relationships, not only with students, um, but people that you're working with. There's something about your energy that is able to really provide a sense of directional command. Um, and it feels like uh, people, and I do feel children especially, their energy seem to respond to you really well. There's a sense yeah. of trust. Oh, yeah, um, no, I, I don't need to cut you off. You're right. Thank you. What I'm trying to get is I'm a teacher aide now at a school, but I'm getting tired of traveling and it's not paying enough. So I was thinking I was going to get another interview for another teacher aide job, but it's even further and I don't feel like traveling further. So I was going to do yeah. food service at a school in hopes that I could be a teacher aide or teacher assistant there one day. But I didn't know if I should gotcha. take that leap of faith and do that. It's literally three minutes away. Gotcha. I think uh, you will have to invest some time into that place, the place that's closer. Um, but for whatever reason, this whole teacher aid thing seems to be like the, the, the ultimate place where you'll kind of end up. And if Zelda and I are both connecting with the fact that opportunities grow from just taking the food service one, that feels pretty solid um, that you'll okay. still be able to do something that you like even in connection with this company, I think you have to let it take its time. Um, I specifically feel a male uh, who is going to be a little bit of a, a fictitious person, but also the key to that advancement. Uh, so if you do have a, a somebody who is a boss or a district boss or something of that nature, uh, don't be you know what it is? I work there. A couple, I work there, and I quit because they weren't paying. And if I was a teacher aide for the school, so I don't know um, if I started the food service if they would rehire me. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. I, I think definitely uh, don't let yourself uh, have any reactions or triggers from them. Uh, definitely keep a cool, calm, even energy uh, in your own self, because I feel like these people are essentially going to be the ones that offer the next movement up. Uh, so it'll be really important to just keep everything even keeled and cool um, for the moment. So that way you can allow yourself to grow through this. Um, but it does feel like uh, these opportunities will come with this space. I think you do have to just give it some time, but it feels, honestly, your energy just feels so great. Um, and being in that role, and if it's closer to home, gosh, that would be even better, right? That would be. It's food service. It's like handing out the lunches. I'm just scared I'm not going to make enough if I quit the one that's farther away. I'm just nervous. But I just don't like the one I'm at. I'm not interacting with kids enough, and it's not, and mm -hmm. it's far. Yeah. 
Well, it seems like all those things just going against it right away. It just kind of gives you your gut feeling of like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't the right space for me to be in. Um, I think with the whole, the, the place that's closer, like I said, you might run into a, a little bit of friction, but don't be reactive to that because it does seem like you're going to be able to grow there. Yeah, you know what it is, too, is that my son, 18, he's living with me, and I'm 59. I don't want to wait forever to work. <laughs> right, right, right. Or waste all the time traveling to work, right? That's true, too. Well, I, you know, I think yeah. if they could be full-time one day or every day, I'll take it. Yeah. I just don't want to be, I like, think... not being able to pay my bills if I take it. Right. Of course. Of course. Of course. I think uh, I think you'll be okay, but... Of course, make sure you, you check all your um, conditions when they offer the space of, okay, am I going to be able to feed myself this month if I take this job? Um, yeah, the problem. Do you see anybody uh, else close by calling me for a teacher aid job? I put a lot of applications in closer to home. Do you see anybody calling? Let's see if I pick up on anything. Connect. If there's one energy that stands out here, hmm. So the only thing that I pick up on that somebody is responding to your energy, it feels like. I don't know if this is out there in, in Long Island or not, but it feels like some kind of, maybe it's like a, a, a religious school or some kind of special school, something that is not just like a public school, but it has some... But I, I applied to a charter school that's only around 15 okay. minutes away a couple okay. of weeks ago, and I even called them, but they didn't call me back. I don't know if that's the one. Hmm. I just keep seeing specialized school that's not specifically um, just public access. Uh, they're the ones that are responding to, to your energy as well. They keep showing me that it's a, a, a different approach for them, uh, something that they're waiting till this whole holiday season is over to be able to jump on. Uh, but I think you might be getting a call from them once everything is clear with a break, um, I'm not sure when, when break starts, but I know that. A break, I have to wait another two weeks. I was hoping I'd get a call sooner because then I have to the, yeah. the breaks in two <laughs> weeks and then school doesn't start for another two weeks, so that's a month. <laughs> yeah, that's a while away, yeah. Uh, but it feels like that's when they're waiting is once all that is set and clear. Um, I think over the break you might be able to hear something because they still are doing their work. I know teachers and people in schools are always working always doing something. Um, but I think uh, you'll have to wait nearer towards the end of the month to be able to hear from them. Uh, hear Do you think I'll get hired from them or are they just going to interview me? I at least feel the interview. Let me see. Let me ask Spirit about the whole I don't know if I should take uh, food service then. Uh. Well, one, it's good to have options, right? What mm -hmm. I'm being shown is I wouldn't I wouldn't count on this other place solely um, for hiring. I think you can expect some kind of response, at least for mm -hmm. an interview, but I'm being shown not to rely on that place for hiring. I'm not shown specifically if you will get the job or not, but all Spirit is showing me is that don't rely on this space. So for me, that's just information to 
keep a few things open, you know, have a few options for yourself so that you, you can make the choice. But aside from that information, I do feel like that charter school would be a, a, what you're looking for, personally. It's not too far away, and I do feel like it would have good pay. Um, so it feels like it fits your plans in that way. But I'm not being shown that this is something to rely on just yet. So I would keep, um, you know, don't, don't uh, cut out any other opportunities or burn any bridges yet. Um, I think just yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know whether to stay where I'm at or take the food service. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, well, if you don't like where you are, you know, and you need to make more money, then... Um, well, it would be it would be the same money or less, the one closer at home. That's my dilemma. <laughs> right, right. And have they offered you, like, have they told you what they're going to offer you? No, they're calling. It would probably be the same amount of money but less hours, but just closer right. to home. Gotcha. Definitely seems like a toss-up, right? You know, you got to make that choice of what's more valuable to you, whether it's money or travel. Um, I think with this one near home, uh, you, you'll be able to really explore some good things there, and it feels like a, a solid space for you to be in and to be able to grow into other opportunities. Um, but make sure you get their offer first. I would say make sure you get their offer that way you have everything on your plate. So for, again, the first thing that Spirit was showing me is that there is a decision that does need to be made. You do have multiple options here. So defining, once you, once you have all the puzzle pieces, so to speak, once you have all that information, then setting that clear definition of like, okay, you know, this is what I want to experience. I know that I can grow here. Um, you mean you maybe know, take the food service and then wait for the charter school to call? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. um, I'm get I'm, I'm getting something I'll be getting something similar throughout like like the the charter school position or it even feels like there's another school somewhere nearby that that weighs you up as well. I'm getting it's a very it's a very hazy unclear energy as to whether they say yay or nay to you, but. But what you do have in front of you is an opportunity to immediately or very quickly shift to at least working closer to home. And that in itself frees up more time then to focus on grasping one of these options as and when they come about. So yeah, you're right. I can interview and, you know, if there's other ones closer to home calling me. Yeah, you've, you've got you've, you've got you've got that little bit more time and energy to play with by virtue of being closer to home in terms of where you're working, and you can use that. You can use that. I am I'm getting a very 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 strong message that I've got throughout is is you want to be working close to home where possible, and it's like things are going to start to expand outwards from there and become more solid from there. But that's that's what the main marker to put down is, okay, I don't want to have to travel all this time every single day, every single week. This has to yeah, be Yeah, it's simple. 25 minutes there, 25 minutes back. Yeah. yeah, so this is about, this is about, this is about simplifying that. And it's about kind of making that like your intention. My intention is to work within this radius. And here's what okay. I'm going to start with. And it's going to build up from here. It's going to expand outwards from here. Okay, so either I'll get an aid job. If I take the food service job, I'll get an aid job where that mm -hmm. school district is, even though I mm -hmm. worked there before and quit, which wasn't a good thing. But yeah. it was, I don't know. But me, or I'll get something closer in the vicinity that I applied to. Exactly. Exactly. And 
even though you've been at this school before, I'm getting the sense of you go in with a clean slate. Do not allow the past to like dangle over you in that sense. It feels fresh. It feels quite clear. So I don't feel like that is going to be a big obstacle. Okay. Yeah, my All friend right. works too, so I'll get to see her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. All right, well, hopefully they have something every day because it's subbing to start, so I'm ho- I have to mm-hmm. ask when they call me Monday if it's going to be every day. Mm-hmm. There you go. Get all the information. Closeness definitely seems to be key, but there does seem to be growth in being closer to home, so I think that's something pretty solid you can rely on, Suzanne. All right, thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck. Okay, Take bye-bye. Care. Thank you for calling in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I can hear you. There we go. I was sitting here talking the whole time, but my mic was on mute. My goodness. <laughs> what do you think? Can we do one more quick one? Can we do one more? Um, sure. I don't, I don't see why not. Let's just do one quick one. It won't be too long of a call here. Uh, okay. Just real quick. I know they've everybody's been waiting so patiently, so we'll do one more quick question, um, and then we'll have to wrap up the show because it'll cut off on us. So... That lucky call is going to be area code 310. 310, you're live and on the air. Please tell us your name and what is your question today. Yes, hello. My name is Susan as well. <laughs> and I'm. <laughs> Hi, funny. Susan. I'm, I'm, I actually have a, a job question uh, too. I want to see if you see me um, getting a, a better position soon. Okay, Susan, I'm going to start feeling into your energy now. I'm, I'm just going to note as well that it's been, it's been all job and career questions today, and this is something else you notice when you work in this area, is you get patterns of the things that people are working on or working through, so it doesn't surprise me in that sense, but we're quite career-focused at the moment. And in terms of of promotion in terms of getting or getting a better position the sense that i'm getting at the moment for you with your energy is this is more about consolidation of where you're at kind of building on where you're already at rather than looking elsewhere so i don't feel like you're about to jump shit. I don't necessarily feel promotion just yet either. This is more about being able to accept where you're at, get more rooted into it. And I feel that before things like promotion come in, there are things like opportunity to take on extra responsibility to gain more skills and this can be tricky because i also feel like part of you has like got your heart set on going somewhere else now and the message that i'm getting is it's just not quite that time yet there's still something to do here but there's more success to come here 
as well and that things are gonna are gonna shift and be a lot clearer in maybe three six months from now okay so i want to just piggyback on that the energy that i feel when i'm connected with you and, and the work that you're doing now the job that you're at now uh what's great you showing me is that this there are really important keys of information and key relationships uh, that you're supposed to be creating and developing right now at this time. When I ask specifically about a promotion, what I'm being shown is that if you were to be promoted right here, right now, it's actually going to disrupt your own sense of stability. Um, it's not going to allow you to be as grounded as you're supposed to be at this time. Um, and it will create a shift that doesn't feel like it's a fully positive direction. So I would actually have to agree with Zelda. This isn't the right timing for it, uh, but also that there are a few yeah. things that have to be gained first in the position that you're currently in now. Again, those will be uh, key uh, relationships, key networking relationships. That's really going to be the biggest one um, uh, for, okay. for how uh, you're supposed to advance forward. So keep that in mind. I think just, you know, allow any interpersonal moments, that come up within the job and within the work to really capitalize on those, to, to push some good energy into those. Uh, because what I'm being shown is that these are your keys. These are your, your gateways for being able to move forward in some sense of promotion where, you know, you are, it, it feels within the company, but I feel even there's going to be opportunities outside of the company as well. Uh, but for right now, what I keep seeing is that you are growing with the company and that if you were to be put into that, uh, promotion, it, it's really going to uh, force some adversity onto your own personal stability. So give it some time, let things, you know, ruminate for a little bit. Um, I think that three, three to four months is really solid uh, to stay focused on the next three months, uh, really invest into the relationships, the working relationships that you have, um, okay. and then revisit the idea. So allow for some growth right now and then come and revisit that idea. So it's not that it's not possible. It's just the timing. That's what seems really important right now. Um, okay. But you know your aspirations. You have it. You can feel it. You know that there is growth that you want to experience. Uh, so hanging on to that as well, I think that's going to be a good guiding light, so to speak, for you. Um, but just remember to network right now. That's going to be this super key important oh. moment uh, for, for you. Okay. All right. All Thank right. You. Thank well, good luck, Susan. Uh, we'll be here if you want to update you. us and let us know how how, uh, how things grow along. I will. Happy holidays. All right. You Thank as you. well. Thank you for calling in. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, Zelda. We got through quite a few callers here. If you missed your chance to talk with us, um, be sure to follow the show page where you can stay up to date on all the shows that are coming up in the future. Uh, we will be doing more uh, joint shows uh, with, with multiple advisors so that you can get uh, your questions asked by uh, different people. We'll also be doing some interesting psychic roundtables, uh, spiritual roundtables, uh, where we have many different advisors on, uh, talk with uh, listeners and callers, but also talk about in-depth conversation in specific topics. So uh, stay tuned for that and follow the show so you can keep up to date on the shows that are coming out. Zelda, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing yourself with us um, and, and connecting with the listeners. Um, there is one last question I would love to ask, if you don't mind. Okay, absolutely. Go ahead. What is your personal mission with the work that you do? Why do you do this work? I do this work 
I guess one, because I seem to have an affinity for it. I enjoy it. It seems to help people. Um, on a practical note, it's, it's an area of work that's available to me, and I come from a demographic that doesn't find employment that easy to come by within this world, and I take that seriously. Predominantly, though, this is developing my connection to spirit. It's developing my ability to be of service. It's also, I feel that this work enables me to help shift my own energy, enables me to work on my own healing, my own growth as well. And I've at least been told by other people reading me that I have something quite unique and individual to bring to this. I, within that, I've made a choice to focus in this direction. And, you know, we, we talk about this as a gift and it kind of is, but it's also it's a trade and it's an area that I have made a conscious decision to focus on. And in the process, hopefully to help other people to expand their awareness, their consciousness and their belief in things that, that are slightly intangible or perhaps that, that culturally we've been led to not believe in, even though they're available to us. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you spreading that awareness and information here. Thank you again for being on the show and sharing yourself with us. Um, we, we very much welcome you, and uh, we're really glad that people are able to get information here. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, so again, if you do want to get in touch with Zelda, you can reach her at Violet Star Tarot. That's on Facebook, uh, the website, violetstartarot.com, email info at violetstartarot.com. Um, and I think you said Instagram, all the other fun stuff, um, mm-hmm. violetstartarot. If you want to get in touch with me, Brandon Hauser, you can reach me at thedreamteacher.com. Uh, there you can contact me, send me a message, question for booking, sessions, etc., cetera, uh, and learn more about me dreamteacher.com thank you all for tuning in past present and future listeners we thank you listening in on the archives Uh, again you can follow the show stay up to date on what's to come listen to your reading over again on google and apple Podcasts. you can download them right to your phone all right thank you everyone keep up to date on the next shows be well we'll see you next time With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.